0: Lord, there's none like you. There's none greater than you. There's none beside you. Lord, there is none in all the earth that is worthy of our praise except for you. You created us and you loved us. You called us to yourself. You transformed us by the power of your great salvation. You walk with us daily Through the counsel of your Holy Spirit, you empower us, you give us the victory. You are worthy of all. King of kings and Lord of lords, there's none higher, none better. We give you praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Good to see you here this morning. What an awesome day to be in the house of the Lord with god's people singing god's praise amen amen Amen. so there was an art contest several years ago in which the the subject that they were supposed to be creating some art on that subject was peace and uh, there were a lot of great talented artists who contributed to this contest and they had uh they had different types of pictures that were very peaceful looking pictures and there would be one that would be like a green field, and that field would just be just a, just a picture of calmness, you know. And another one would be like a, a lake scene. And, and uh, it was interesting, the the picture that won the contest. It was a picture of a storm. And you wouldn't think, uh, you know, it kind of caught people's attention because there's this picture of this this mountainside and a lot of rain coming down, and there's lightning through the clouds, and, and you could just... You're thinking, did they miss it? How did this thing win? Because it's supposed to be a picture of peace. And yet it causes you to look deeper into the picture. And as you look deeper into the picture, what you find is in the cliff in a little crack in the rock was a little dove. And she was on her nest and she had her little babies under her and she was at perfect peace. That is a picture of peace. It doesn't matter what is going on around us. It, it, it's what's going on within us, amen. And so that that was the picture that won the contest, and and I just thought that was so good. Um, uh, it, you can find that picture, by the way, on the on the interweb. Inner uh, it's called uh, "Peace in the Midst of the Storm." So today, my sermon title is called "Hold Your Peace." See, uh, there's a lot of talk going on out there, and a lot of junk goes on out there, and there's a lot of stirring up of our emotions and trying to create you in you a a chaos or a panic and uh you're not called to that as a child of god you're called to be people of peace and so i want you to turn with me to mark chapter 4 mark chapter 4 and verse 35 it's a passage scripture you're probably familiar with Uh, but maybe it's just a reminder today to us that that we are to be people who does not respond to all the yeah yeah that goes on out there but that we respond to God and so here's Mark chapter 4 verse 35 on the same day when evening had come he said to them let us cross over to the other side this is Jesus speaking to his disciples they had been doing a day of ministry and Jesus had been teaching his disciples and and he, he would often cross over and I think some of the time he was just trying to get away from all the crowds uh, they would just start crowding in around him, and, and most of them were just following him for what he, they could get from him. And uh, and he would cross over and 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 kind of let that crowd dissipate, and 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 just trying to continue to spread the good news that the kingdom of heaven was at hand. And so he says, "Let us cross over to the other side." In verse thirty six. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Now, I have tried to sleep in the middle of storms before. I'm just thinking back of, of some of my military time, and when it's a storm in South Carolina, and you're out in your little tent, and you're on the hillside. You know, they teach you little tricks in the army to how to reroute the water around your tent and uh you, you have shelter halves you you have a half of a tent and your buddy has a half of a tent and that's your battle buddy and you you button those two pieces together and you take your little e-tool and you build a little parapet around your tent so that when the water's coming down that hill you stay nice and dry bull corn <laughs> <laughs> when it's raining an inch an hour that little parapet is not going to keep you dry and i remember laying on that hillside that water going right between my legs i don't know how jesus was asleep i just do not get how jesus was asleep but i know that uh, uh there have been occasions where i've been either on lake palestine or city creek lake and which it got pretty hairy in which a storm blow in or I didn't get off the lake in time and and, and if water is coming in the boat that is a bad situation right. what has happened apparently is the boat has gotten turned around now remember this is the day before motors they were manpower so this is the day when when you had to work yourself into the wind into the wave and so if water's coming in you have gotten turned around and waters coming over the back it's a bad deal that's very very dangerous, and these were fishermen by trade, and and they knew the Sea of Galilee. I've been on the Sea of Galilee numerous times, and and what an awesome place to be! But it, the 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 land structure around it, it's got mountains on either side and a and a canal right up the middle. And a in the middle of the night, apparently it's particularly bad at night. The the wind can come and just create such. Of, of, of waves and just a, a havoc on the, on the sea. But, and so much so that the disciples, these fishermen by trade were panicking and yet Jesus is sound asleep on a pillow. Verse 38, but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, teacher do you not care that we are perishing? Now I'm going to bring to your awareness something that you already know. There's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of chaos, confusion, conflict, maybe catastrophes that go on out there. And when you look to that that's going on out there, oftentimes what happens is our flesh gets stirred up and we start speaking the lies of the enemy. And this is why my sermon is titled, Hold Your Peace. Peace is your gift as a child of God and it's yours to surrender or it's yours to keep. And Satan can only have it if you give it to him. And so hold your peace. When you start speaking this nonsense, you have now surrendered to the lies of the enemy because your flesh has responded to what your eyes see and your ears hear and your heart feels. And so here's what they say. Do you not care? And then when we see Jesus respond, first he responds to the storm, then he responds to the disciples and, and, and. It just seems he's a little perturbed when he speaks to him. Why? Because I believe it's an offense to Jesus to question if he even cares. I believe it's offensive to Jesus. Do you not care, Jesus? Do you not care? Of course he cares. Of course he cares. It, It is only when you have allowed your eyes and your ears to stir up your flesh and cause your mind and your heart to turn towards what you see around you that your mouth will begin to speak, you don't care, God, you know better. You know that he does. He's told us over and over he does. You you know in your heart that he cares. And here's the second lie, that we're perishing. We're dying here. God, you don't care that we're dying. And so this is a panic reaction. A panic reaction when our flesh is 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 influenced so you got three you got three enemies christian you got three enemies y'all ready for them the world the flesh and the devil the world the flesh and the devil that's your three enemies the world is, is Satan's network of evil schemes by which he undermines the glory of God. The world is, is it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the supernatural world that's out there that's trying to, to, to overthrow the kingdom of God. That's your enemy. And it's trying to constantly get you to, to respond in fear. You see, when you hear all that noise and you see all the chaos, fear wants to rise up in you, but child of God, you got something better living within you. Hold your peace. Don't surrender it. It's yours to keep. So then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Ain't that cool? Jesus, he he was perfectly peaceful as it was. I mean, he was just rocking along. (laughs) He was rocking along, but they weren't at peace. And so he gets up and rebukes the wind for their peace, but he calms the storm. And when he calms the storm, he then speaks to the Christians, the us, let me, let me just help you connect here. When you see the chaos and the confusion and the conflict and you go through catastrophes and what wants to rise up in you is fear and what you want to say is in response to your flesh hold your peace and look to the the prince of peace Jesus himself amen and let him speak to your storm amen but not only that child of God you have some authority to speak to storms yourself You have authority to speak to storms yourself. And and don't you know that many of the storms that go around us, and I mean even literal storms, we recognize that even in the scriptures it tells us that Satan was the creator of some of these original storms. Uh, Just look at the book of Job. There was a storm that took out his family. There were thieves. And who was the influencer of all those things? Satan was the influencer of all those things. And then Jesus comes along and as a transformed child of God says, by the way, you've got authority to cut that junk out. You have authority over the demonic. You can can command peace just like I did. Amen? That's good right there. I like to know what stuff I got in Jesus. Amen? He said, "You you can speak peace just the way I did. You can calm that junk just the way I did. And then there's another passage of scripture. It's in Psalm 131. It says that we can even speak peace within. David said, I quieted my soul like a child. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Every now and then I'll see a baby asleep in his his mama's arms and my response is always this, they are sure sweet when they're asleep. They always are. Amen. But this is what David said. He says, I'm sweet too when I'm asleep because I have quieted my soul. I have put myself at peace. And, and, and so you can also speak peace within. Speak to your, preach to yourself. Speak to your own soul and quiet your soul as a child of God. Amen. And so Jesus said, peace, be still, and the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. But he said to them, his disciples, why are you so fearful? I, I feel like you know. I, I often tell people, don't don't do conflict through text, young people. If you got a conflict, put that phone down and go talk to somebody face to face. Do not, adults. I have more problems out of you than out uh, of them. I can tell you for sure. <laughs> don't do it by email. Don't do it by text. You don't handle conflict that way because you can't tell tone in a text, right? Somebody can mean something absolutely just as innocent and all of a sudden, oh my goodness. I know, I know what they meant. And so you can't tell tone in a text and all of a sudden you're mad and now you start to create this narrative in your mind and now you're really gonna let them have it. And uh, they, were, they were completely innocent. But I think we can see a little tone in this text. I think we can see a little tone when Jesus says, why are you so fearful? I mean, and I can understand why I recognize his tone because they have seen him do the miraculous over and over and over again. They've seen him do things that that just blow your mind and he's already told them, we're going to the other side. And now there, you can imagine his aggravation when they accuse him of not caring. And then he recognized the voice of the enemy, we're dying. He says, why are you so fearful? second question, how is it that you have no faith? You see, uh, the evidence, evidence of faith is peace. Amen. That's something to, that's something to marinate on there for a second. The evidence of faith is peace. If I trust in God, the byproduct of trusting in God is I'm at peace. No matter what, we've been receiving uh, quite a few, quite a few. Uh, contacts from friends, family, people we love, and um, there, there's a little bit of panic going on. There's a little bit of panic going on. There's a little bit of a stir going on, and and uh, and, and Christy is, uh, uh, has has responded well to many of these occasions. If if I don't get to talk to him first, her response is this: "Stop watching the news." <laughs> Amen. That'd be a good. Uh, get get your face in this book off of Facebook. Get your face in this book. And so when we begin responding to what we see, what we hear, instead of what we know that God is speaking to us, our flesh will rise up. Panic will come in instead of peace. The disciples were panicking. In their panic, they started speaking words that were not God words. They were not God words. And then Jesus tells them, "Uh, you are fearful because you're not faithful, Your faith is absent, therefore your fear is present. And so, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And now, they're really afraid, verse 41, but it's a different kind of fear. Verse 41 talks about a different kind of fear. They were afraid of what was going on outside the boat, but now they're amazed of who's in the boat. Think on that for a second they were afraid of the storm they they thought we're about to sink out here in the middle of this lake and there's no way we're going to swim to shore we're going to die right here why because they believed what their eyes showed them they listened what their ears and they allowed their flesh to turn into fear and instead of peace they had panic and and they start uttering words that were in correspondence listen to me with the enemy this is when you need to hold your peace jesus said what comes out of your mouth is evidence of what is in your heart and so if 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 junk is coming out of your mouth of, uh, of, of the lies of the enemy then it is a it is a, a, a it tells you what's going on inside and so you can try and change what you're saying. And if you hadn't changed your heart, you're eventually going to apply enough pressure. It's going to come back out. You know what I mean? And so in the middle of the storm, uh, they, they, I know they knew that Jesus, they've already made this declaration that Jesus was the son of God. I knew they knew his power. But what they felt inside was that in the middle of my storm, he really don't care. And that maybe he does not have the power to save us. But the truth of the matter is, he cares more about you than you care for yourself. He cares, Jesus even talked about his father and he said, why are you worrying about all these little things like what to eat and what to wear? He said, look at the lilies of the field. Look how God has dressed those fields so beautifully. He said, don't you know you're greater than that? Look at the little birds and look how God feeds the little birds. Don't you know that your father loves you way more than those birds? He said, you're way more important. You're highly valued. You're deeply loved. You're greatly favored. And so we see this passage of scripture and he's a little aggravated. He's aggravated at their unbelief and, and he rebukes them after he rebukes the waves. And, and he says, why are you fearful? You should have faith. Why are you panicking? You should have peace. So I want you to look with me to Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four. We're going to look at verse 6. This word peace comes up so many times in the scriptures. In fact, this is not what I wanted to preach on today. I had a whole nother sermon. I had a whole nother sermon, and I've been planning all week on this sermon, and yet God has given me, and he'll pursue me with the word. He'll pursue me with a word. And, and I mean, it's just like, he knows i'm a little dense (laughs) he knows i'm a little hard-headed so so i thought okay all right you gave me this word a week ago and i have used it like every day this week in different situations in different scenarios i have i have shared with people this word every day this week so i'm thinking okay I've, I've, i've accomplished it right god and even this morning he's like no it's still on peace your sermon today is on peace. Hold your peace. And so, so today, uh, we're preaching on peace. And do you know, as a child of God, it's your birthright? It's your birthright as a, to have the peace of God? You see, there's a, there's a peace with God, there's a peace with man, and there's a peace within. And that's the birthright of a child of God. And it's yours unless you give it away. Amen. It's yours unless you give it away. You don't have to give it away. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing. Let me rephrase that in a term that we country folk could understand. Quit, bear, quit worrying about everything. Don't worry about anything. <laughs> be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your request be made known to God. Now, there's only one reason that I would ever do this. There's only one reason that I would, instead of worry, bring my request to God. And that is if I believe he cared. I believe he cared. But do you remember what the disciples were saying? You don't care. Oh, he cares he cares and, and if i know that he cares then that's a faith in his goodness and if i know that he can do something about it it's faith in his greatness and so as uh i did a wedding yesterday and uh there's a little feller, a little bitty guy and uh, it, it so reminded me of my childhood they had him pray over the the meal uh, uh during the rehearsal dinner and the little fella prayed the same prayer that i prayed. 40, however many years ago, I mean, that many years ago. And he said, God is great. God is good. And I wanted to stop him right there. I said, son, that is great theology right there. If you just learn, if you just dwell on that the rest of your life, you can just hang out on that right there the rest of your life. God is great. He is more powerful than all that junk out there. The greatest storms in this world, He's greater than. The greatest conflict in this world, he's greater than. The greatest chaos in this world, he's greater than. He is great, he is mighty, he is powerful. He's the one that spoke into nothing, created everything, amen? Our God is great, but our God is also good. He is good and that he is loving and he is merciful and he is kind and he is so patient with this knucklehead. He is so good, he is too good to me sometimes I think. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What is it saying? Put your trust in God and let him hear the words of your heart. Let him hear the words of your heart. Just speak them to him. Verse 7. By the way, notice that the response, and so it says, don't be anxious. What does it say to do in, in response instead of anxiety? What does he say to do? Pray. Be anxious for nothing, but pray. Don't worry about anything, but pray. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. How many times have I stood at someone's deathbed after a loved one just passed, and their loved one is saying, I can't explain it, but I'm at total peace. I can't explain it, but I... I just know that everything's okay i can't explain well that's why it says it's the peace that passes understanding the peace that passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus flip back to the what's going on in the hearts of the minds of the disciples in that boat that night what's going on in their minds is i can see the trouble around us I can hear the storm around us I can feel the waves smacking me in the face and so in my mind we're about to die we're about to die in my heart I can see that all of my friends are in panic I can see this going on out there and he ain't doing a frazzling thing <laughs> he must not care isn't that aggravating when you are work, all worked up and you are moved to action and somebody else is moved to inaction? They just ain't doing anything. Uh, one of the, uh, story time real quick. Um, one of the most worked up times I've ever seen my dad is uh, I had a, an accident several years ago uh, um, making a trail to my deer stand. I had a stick go through my ear and uh it went in about two inches in my head and uh, if there'd have been a brain in there it would have hit it <laughs> but uh i i was uh out on the ground and went through shock and and uh heat stroke he found me in the woods and and uh, got me in the pickup truck and uh, long story short he's flying through town on the horn and and uh, and he pulls up into the emergency room uh, in the back back there in the hospital. And uh, there's, a, there's a nurse out there burning one down. You know what I mean? She's, down, she's on her break. <laughs> she's on her break. And dad hollers, bring a wheelchair. And she looks at him like, I'm on my break. <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> her inactivity. Moved him (laughs) into action. And uh, he talked to her uh, in such a way that (laughs) uh, she got me a wheelchair. (laughs) Threw up all over her too by George. Uh, (laughs) Well, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Because you have a relationship with God through Christ Jesus, you now have a gift of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and even the armor of God, peace is named in every one of them. You are, you are granted peace. It's yours to have, it's yours to keep, and it's yours to give away. Hold your peace. Amen. Don't give it up. Don't give it away. It's not Satan's to take. He can only lie to you and cause you to utter words in which you now open the door for him to come into your life and bring his garbage into your life. It's yours the authority to say, peace, be still. Quiet your soul. Peace, be still. I'm going to continue to trust God. Peace, be still. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. By the way, in that Philippians passage it said, and that the peace of God guard Let it guard over your minds and your hearts. Well, how does it guard over? Well, if I'm at peace with God, I'm not easily frazzled. Amen. If I'm at peace with God, I'm not easily worried. I'm not easily scared because I'm at peace. And now here in Colossians, he says in chapter three, verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body. And here it is again. And be thankful let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And so he's going to guard over your heart. And now he says, let it rule your hearts. Now, here's the interesting thing. It's this is, this is a great passage of scripture. That word rule, it's actually like a referee. It's actually like a referee. And so uh, there are times which probably should be pretty soon teaching people on how to understand the will of God. One of the ways to understand the will of God is. Is the peace of God ruling your hearts? There are situations in which you like, I have no peace about that. Uh, Caleb last night, uh, he, he, he came home frazzled. He had stopped by a gas station and he said, I don't know why, but I just got really paranoid in that gas station. And he said, I didn't know. I just felt like something was about to go down. I felt like somebody was behind me. I said, trust that. Trust that feeling. Why? Let the peace of God rule your heart. As a child of God, that, that spirit that lives within you will give you the holy uh-uh. Uh-uh. And it's time to trust that. Start backing out of that deal. Or when I'm seeking the will of God and the Holy Spirit gives you the holy uh-huh, the peace of God is ruling your heart. Amen? So let the peace of God rule your heart. As also you were called child of God. You were called to be a child of peace. So when all the chaos is going on out there and all the panic is happening, and so just like the disciples, the chaos and the confusion and the catastrophe that was going on all around, and, and, and instead of being in peace, they were in panic, they weren't acting like children of God. They weren't acting like those who knew that their God was over all things. They were acting by their flesh. Child of God, you have been transformed by the Spirit of God when you became a child of God as well as, as, as he made you alive spiritually. Now, you have to learn how to live that way. You have to learn how to live that way. It, it is it's called sanctification. It's a process by which you let God live his life through you. And sometimes that's not too easy. Because when you hear all that's going on out there, what happens? If you're listening to it, it'll stir stuff up in you. And that flesh is a constant fight until the day you die. But if you continue to yield to the flesh, you'll continue to reap from the enemy. But if you yield to the faith that is in God, you'll reap reward from our Heavenly Father. Amen. And notice it says child of God. It's yours. We are supposed to be, we are called to peace. We are called to peace. And so when the world looks at the world, they see more chaos, confusion. It's, it's, it's crazy out there. Y'all know that? It is crazy out there. Just, uh, just look around and I'm telling you, it gets crazy. I told you, we, we were on the way this morning to get me a pig in the blanket because this machine needs fuel. And I said, I've never seen the Dodge dealership. So empty. I watch the news. I don't do that often. I like to watch Mike Huckabee on Saturday nights. That's my old man. That's my old man's schedule. But I watch the news and I see all those ships backed up in ports and you walk in, I'm hearing people say, you go in the store and the shelves are empty. Oh my goodness, whatever shall we do? I'm going to keep trusting God. That and what Hank Williams Jr. said, a country boy can survive. I got a freezer freezer full of deer meat and one in the coolers right now. So anyway, uh, I know that my God is great. He's over all those things, and I know my God is good. And then his eyes is on his child, and I can continue to trust him, amen. And I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to look at one last verse of Scripture, and that's Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26. My wife just said it's time to quit preaching. Isaiah 26. This is such a a powerful passage of Scripture. It is speaking of God. You, God, will keep him, them, her, us, keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Amen. Another translation says it this way. You will keep him in perfect perfect peace, whose mind is fixed on you. Don't allow the stuff out there to cause fear to rise up in here. Child of God, you've been called not to panic, but to peace. So you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because We trust in you. Trust in the Lord, everybody. Let's trust in the Lord forever. For Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. He's great. He's powerful. He's mighty. He's strong. But we can trust in him. Not only because he's great, but because he's good. And he loves us. He's made a way for us. He's called us to himself, called us into relationship, and he continues to show us that love more and more every day, doesn't he? Ain't he good? I mean, he's good. So what I want to encourage you to do today, instead of looking at all that out there and getting stirred up in here, just look to him. Here's how Corey Tim Boom said it. She was a Holocaust survivor, a great woman of God, missionary. Oh, sweet lady of God. And she said it this way, this way, look to the world and you'll get distressed. Look within, you'll get depressed. You look to Jesus and you'll find rest. Amen. That's good enough to repeat. Look to the world. You'll get distressed. Look within, you'll get depressed. But you look to Jesus and you'll find rest. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for the truth of your word, the truth of your character. Father, I pray that you would remind us constantly that when we can't see your hand, we'll trust your heart. When the question arises, where's God in my situation? We will remind ourselves God is in my situation and he's good he's still God and he's still good my situation may not be good but my God is and my God is greater than my situation I'll look to him I'll just look to him Lord I pray that you would just continue to remind us of this truth that no matter what goes on around the boat as long as I'm in the boat with Jesus, I'm all right. And Lord, I pray that this church will be a ship, a vessel in which many, many, many more will, will climb in the boat. Say it's crazy out there, but Jesus is up in here. I want to be in here with the Lord and this great salvation that you've called us to. Lord, we just give you thanks. As a birthright of a child of God, we've been given peace. Thank you, God. For you are God, you are good, and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's stand together as we have a time of invitation. Maybe you've got a concern We won't call it a worry. (laughs) We won't call it an anxiety. But you got a a situation you need to bring before the Lord. Well, that's the right place to bring it. Maybe you want to come to the altar and pray. Maybe our prayer team will be over here. Maybe you want to visit with somebody. That's I'm telling you, child of God, that's also your birthright. The power of a praying church family. It's very beneficial yeah you can get up here and pray by yourself and that's awesome too my most peaceful time of my day is the mornings I spend with the Lord but the most powerful times of my day is when I pray with other believers know that so maybe you need to do that but as we worship our God together you do business with the Lord as he's done business with you